0: makers
1: and art appreciators
0: and welcome to the art space podcast
1: brought to you by lemon street gallery and art space
0: located at 4601 sheridan road
1: stop on by to your favorite citrus themed art <laughs> gallery <laughs> and say hi to the friendly faces you see here and view some say wonderful art me.
0: say like hi to me yes. that friendly face um uh, th- your host shelby nesmith
1: and i'm Jake Hoy.
0: And today we have the lovely lovely founding member member of Lemon Street Gallery um, Melanie Hovey with us hi
2: welcome hey. Thank you
0: how are you doing on this um, lovely insert date May <laughs>
2: yes
1: probably I don't know probably still is. may
2: <laughs> May 11th I'm a- doing great I'm oh. doing just fine that's good. <laughs>
0: all righty um we've done a lot of chit-chatting before the episode so let's just get into these
1: we're all friends here yeah
0: we're all friends we're all chill <laughs> we're having a fun
1: time <laughs> we we are full disclosure uh listeners we are re-recording this episode because we had some technical difficulties yes. on the first time totally our fault not not melanie's at all but she was gracious enough to come back and Sit through this and uh, because
2: I think I could be smarter this time.
1: <laughs> hard to believe it's possible. It is. It is As one really of the three people that have listened to that episode, uh, impossible. You were fantastic <laughs> last time. But...
0: And it broke my heart when it was just like, we can't salvage this. I'm like, no. Yeah, when I
1: say listened, it was kind of hard to understand most of it. So you guys aren't missing out much, but
0: well, good conversation. We'll start over.
1: Yes. Well, we're, we're having here. another
0: one. <laughs>
1: we're going to talk some art with yeah. a fantastic artist, Melanie Hovey.
0: Thank you. Um, She does a lot of painting, Um, sometimes she will do kind of abstract work um, or more figurative work and she also does stained glass and she teaches stained glass here at Lemon Street Gallery so if you ever want to learn how to do stained glass you can check out um, the Lemon Street website and book a class with her and um, learn how to do that. Um, I'm sure so, we're going
1: to get more into the intricacies of stained glass a little later. Yes, but
0: definitely. For uh-huh. now,
1: maybe we can start at the beginning and say, Melanie, what would you say got you into
2: art? I would say my mom.
1: <laughs> I would say you're right.
2: <laughs> my mom, my mom, Diana Becker is 94 years old and she still paints every single day. And that is the life oh. that we kids had. we, we grew up with an artist mom and she was always making something. We were always singing, we were always dancing around and wow. we always just always had art in our life and we just really thought that all, all the kids always had that kind of stuff to, you know, those kinds of activities. But my mom would have art class for the neighborhood kids. She'd gather all the neighborhood cl- kids and we'd have art classes and mm. so that's how I got into art is just by default of not having any other way to think about life is we just had art.
1: Hard not to get into mm-hmm. art when you yeah. grow up like that, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Sounds wonderful. It,
2: is, it was. It was really wonderful. And it's still wonderful. She lives next door to me and I go over there and she goes, will you look at this painting? Don't tell me if it needs anything. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's awesome.
1: <laughs> she really paints every day?
2: Every day. Oh my God. Every day. She is the most prolific artist I've ever known and just so inspiring to to think of somebody that is such, so uh, dedicated to her work that it's just, she, if she didn't sell anything, if she never even showed anything, she would still paint every single day because she just, she has to and she loves to and, and it's really wonderful to see the work that she does even at her age she yeah. still does it every single day
3: yeah
1: and it shows i mean we, it's on the walls here at lemon street I,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is that one of hers right there
2: that, that's my sister oh yes. i knew it was i knew it was close but <laughs> that's my sister yeah. you know it, it's it, that's the life that we had yeah. all, all of us just uh, were always doing some kind of artwork mm-hmm. and that was that's how we grew up
0: and that was your motivation to start lemon street um yep give her a platform and everything
2: yeah so, yeah Part of the two mm-hmm. creation stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's two <laughs> creation stories for Lemon Street Gallery. One of them is my mom and my sister who always were painting and doing things and didn't have a place to exhibit. And, you know, if they wanted to be rock stars, I wouldn't have been able to help them. But,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: open a, a gallery and put art on the wall, yeah, I can do that. Aww. You know, so we did that. <laughs> the other creation story is, of course, artists that were, you know, that we know local artists that wanted to exhibit together. And so we thought, well, what could we do? We could ar- open an artist collective. So great idea! Lemon Street is was begun as an artist collective, and my mom and my sisters, my sister were uh, two of the first, very first thirteen of the thirteen artists.
1: Wow, thirteen original yep. artists. Wait was there an original location? <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember from this last time. But yeah. was there another place you were considering? I think
2: we. Um, Monty Haug had a gallery downtown on the south end of downtown. That's right. Yeah. And she was going, she didn't want to be a shopkeeper anymore. Mm-hmm. And so the artists that were sitting around the table saying, you know, should we take over this space? Mm-hmm. And we couldn't, we couldn't get enough people together to pay the rent every month. so you know the artists would pay dues and stuff like that but we couldn't get enough commitment from enough people to be able to pay consistently pay rent so she said well i'm out of here in a month and we couldn't get it together in a month so she she closed i remember and then shortly after that we began in earnest looking for other artists to open a a collective Mm -hmm. in the meantime steve and i we we are landlords that's what we do for our retirement, what we've done for 30 years. And um, we so we were looking for a building that had a wonderful space down t- downstairs that could be a shop and, or, or a gallery mm-hmm. and that had rentals that were upstairs, apartment rentals. So I walked in the back door of here in 1999, and I'm like, yep, this is it. This is it. You <laughs> saw it.
1: it. What was it um, before that?
2: It, from 1945 it was built in 1919 as a bakery wow we're we're sitting on the concrete floor where the ovens were I always wondered why it was concrete here yeah those oh. were the ovens but um in 1945 the Bashinsky family bought it and it became the beer depot oh so it was a a liquor store okay it was where you could bring a note with your from your dad that said give her a six pack of schlitz and a pack of marlboros and they would sell it to you and <laughs> <laughs>
1: sounds like you know you speak from experience yes i do <laughs> <laughs>
2: they did it at tunutus too uh-huh. <laughs> and um the basinski family owned it all the way through we bought it from them but i think the beer depot had closed and the building had been vacant for probably five years or something okay. like that, it had been closed for a little while. And um, so there really wasn't anything in the building that we had to move or really reassemble or anything like that. It was pretty much a wide-open space because it was a, a store. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so we just put a few walls up, and we got an art gallery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's how you do it. By golly.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty neat.
0: Well, since we've been reminiscing of the past, um, what is your earliest um, art memory?
2: Well, I'm sorry, (laughs) but it would have to be my mom again. You know, my earliest art memories are always just making art. So we have stacks and stacks still to this day of little stitcheries and little embroideries and little paintings and things like that that we kids did whenever we were growing up. Mm -hmm. and. That was all since I I was a little kid. So those are my earliest memories, my earliest art, art memory kind of probably. And this is something that people should really think about is going to the Chicago um, What's
1: the The art institute? The art
2: institute. Mm -hmm. And we had to have been younger than eight years old because we lived in Illinois up until I was eight years old. So I Mm. had to be younger than eight. And our family went on a trip and we went there. And it was just big saucer eyes looking at (laughs) these wonderful, fabulous paintings Mm -hmm. that my mom had showed us in books and stuff. So we always, you know, looked at all the impressionists and a lot of the modern artists and stuff like that in picture books. And then to be able to go to the Art Institute and see some of those in real life, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh my goodness, what a what a fabulous thing to see for a little kid. So, I mean, I think about that is really, whenever children come, you know, Lemon Street has a lot of children's programs and they come into the gallery,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, with their opening their jaws just like, wow, I can't believe it. That's so cool. <laughs> and it, it really makes a very remarkable impact on a, on a kid. Oh, for Especially sure, yeah. them arty kids, you know, that oh, yeah. they can't believe that there is really a place that they could have their artwork on the wall one day. Yeah. You know, they think that's really cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. It seems like it's unachievable, but like... As you grow up, you're like, "Oh, <laughs> you could do it. you could participate." And- yeah,
1: you read those names, and you, they're, those are people just like you, yeah. you know,
0: mm-hmm. just work on it, and mm-hmm. you'll get there. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned a project, um, your very first project that you remember, out of stained glass.
2: Um, or it was a mosaic yeah uh, it was a mosaic oh yeah the creepy <laughs> <laughs> want to talk about your that's again <laughs> whenever i was eight years old mm-hmm. and it is a castle i should have sent you a picture of it um it's there's a
0: no photo with you it we will post it
2: okay mm-hmm. yes we've <laughs> <You've> got that <laughs> it well it's a castle and on the back of it it has my mom wrote melanie on it and eight years old <laughs> and it was a really. Cool, I did a really great job on it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I used to have nightmares about it. That there was people walking around in this castle and keep going in the castle. Oh no! It's <laughs> like <laughs> so get that out of my room. Oh boy.
1: Was it like giant size, or was it still small and they were uh, little people?
2: It was it's just a small piece. It's not real I
1: mean big. in your dreams or nightmares. <laughs> oh no, it was
2: real. Yeah, oh the castle was, was yeah. a real okay. castle. That's what I was. It wondering. wasn't even just the artwork. It yeah. was this huge castle. That, that is scary then. Yeah. Yeah, that's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose my artwork was big because I was little. Uh, <laughs> that makes yes, sense. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Um <laughs> so um you talk about your mom a lot and um all of her paintings and her works um just mentioning I see a big similarity in um kind of how you both paint and express with color um do you know where you got that love of color from was that did you pick that up from her
2: I suppose i you know it's mm-hmm. just what you're exposed to okay but yeah I love color a lot of really really bright color actually my favorite color is quinac quinacridone crimson Ooh. Okay. which is kind of orangey red mm-hmm. and i love orange and my mother hates orange mm. that is like her worst oh it's orange and i'm like yes it is it's awesome i'm with your mom on that one
1: orange is my least favorite color oh i
2: love orange
1: probably for sports reasons though yeah, so maybe that doesn't so. really count. <laughs>
0: Well, so, I guess I'm the Melanie in this situation.
1: You're, you're I, Team Orange?
2: I'm Team Orange, I'm, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I always do love a lot of really, really bright colors, and I always have. I don't know. I think that they really evoke emotion a lot of times much more than um, real sedate colors, mm-hmm. and I'm probably that kind of person that's pretty extreme in a lot of emotional things I the broad spectrum of
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, a lot of your work, um, you uh, paint people that kind of, um, people that have struggled. You like to focus when you do your figurative work on people who have struggled. Um, If you wanna talk a little bit about um, the subjects that you've chosen for your paintings.
2: I would say that I am an abstract artist, that that is what my first love is, and that is what I want to get back to. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I might be able to get back to it last year, mm-hmm. and it, the people were not done with me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, But I will get back to abstract. That mm-hmm. is my first love, and, that's, and, and I think that that's also where I really differ from my mom. My mom does mm-hmm. not care for abstract artwork at all your child could have done that. I'm like, no, no, they couldn't. They couldn't. couldn't. Nope.
1: They, and they didn't. <laughs>
2: I hate that comment. <laughs> I know, right? But the the women, it's primarily women. Once in a while I do men, but primarily women. It's just those women that have struggled with various um, discriminations in their lives, in their personal lives, as well as women generally have to deal with a lot of subjugation and that kind of thing so the artwork that I've chosen is not necessarily sad or um woeful they're vibrant and beautiful but they are of people who have struggled greatly you know in their lives and whenever you know who they are then you say yes and they have they've been successful and they've They've been powerful because here they are and they are, they're happy and they're lovely and, you know, that kind of thing.
1: I love that. That's beautifully said. Thank you. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they suffered in their life, but they're celebrated now. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like redemption in a way.
2: Mm-hmm. A little, I mean, a little it's, it's like I'm saying, I see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see what you did. I see what, what you've gone through. And I see you as vibrant and mm-hmm. powerful. And, and so that's, hopefully, you know, people will bring to those images, whatever they personally feel about them. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's, it's, I know, I know who they are. And I, I think that I hope that they, they would be happy to have themselves depicted in those ways. Definitely. Um, lots of
0: uplifting support towards them. I would, I can definitely see that. And, um, Establishing kind of their perspective and everything, and again with an abstract background, kind of just having them morph into yep. it, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really like that representation and perspective that you like to share because not a lot of people know about these people. So when, you're, this person's painted, um, you kind of question like, who are they, and it can lead to a discussion of. Mm-hmm conversation of looking into someone, um, finding out more information.
2: Um, so I'm a child of the sixties. So, (laughs) you know, civil rights and racial, Mm -hmm. um, inequities are very much a part of my life and a part of my upbringing. And so I always kind I try to look at how I might make that conversation, like you say, Mm -hmm. how to make that conversation easier for people to begin to, ask and consider and and maybe learn something from it
3: yeah Hmm. i I agree
2: love it (laughs) (laughs) love it love it love it um
0: so what would you say that your overall kind of motivation to create
2: is i have a show coming up (laughs) You do have a show coming up. (laughs) Well, that's my current motivation.
1: (laughs) That's a great motivation. (laughs) It is
2: very motivating. (laughs) Uh, um, It's who I want to be. And I think that you can fancy yourself a, a writer or an actor or a painter or any of these things. But if you don't do them, then what are you telling yourself mm-hmm.
1: right you have to be your own advocate
2: yeah so it it's that would that's what i would say is the most in the most motivating to me is just like if i'm telling people i'm a painter i probably ought to paint <laughs>
0: especially <laughs> if
1: there's a deadline yes <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that's an additional motivator
0: um and we're going to take a quick break um and we'll be back to talk more with Melanie Hovey. All righty, and we're back from our break to talk with Melanie about um her artwork and what inspires her to um make and create.
1: You were telling all about your family and your your growing up, which sounds wonderful again. <laughs> but we were wondering like who are some of your favorite artists? Like Obviously, you could say, like, Van Gogh or Monet or whatever, and that's fine, you know, if you want to say that. But then, like, lots of great local artists out there, too. Obviously, we have a lot here in this gallery, a lot that around the community. Who are some of your favorite artists?
2: Well, I can't say that I have all favorite artists. There's a lot of artists that I really admire for different things. You know, Rothko. Mm. That's the one that my mother says, my child could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The adult. laughs> Your child would love to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Make that Me. kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you know, as far as local artists, I Kathleen Laybourne is she's one of the founders as well. Mm-hmm. And her artwork is so um emotional and so focused on telling um telling stories and and she is so skilled that it's just she's amazing. So I mean she teaches painting here and she'd be a phenomenal person to to learn from if you want if a person wanted to paint. And I took a lot of painting classes from her as well. But um her artwork I have her artwork at home and a lot of the artwork that she does is really probably kind of difficult to exhibit except in a museum um situation because a lot of her works are really really big and three-dimensional and kind of like an
0: installation yeah installation absolutely mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. so she's one of them um everybody loves carly and (laughs) carly lyons she's a a ceramicist that exhibits here at at lemon street and some other places too i suppose but she's amazing i have so much stuff of of hers on my wall and i'm like oh and every time i see something else i'm flip <laughs> she's
1: definitely a future guest she,
2: we have to that's get why we
1: asked this question is yeah. to see who we should get on
2: yeah Yeah. but uh, kathy is is another person that would be really interesting add her to the list yeah <laughs> believe me she's a long, long list. list but she is on yes. it <laughs> but i guess i i feel a little bit like on the spot of trying to think through of how many I have so many so much artwork. I, I probably pounded about 150 holes in my walls, just the first minute that I lived in my house (laughs) to just hang a portion of my artwork up.
3: I
1: worry about the structural integrity.
2: (laughs) No, it's perforated. It's like a colander. Okay. It's a big colander. It's
1: like when you're at the hardware store and they got like that wall of all the the holes. yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
2: very, very similar to that. So, you know, I'm looking at my walls through my, in my mind's eyes, and I literally do have hundreds, hundreds of pieces of artwork at home. So it's like, who are my favorites? Well, it's whoever I'm looking at today. You know, it's just, yeah. I have that much artwork. Oh, well,
1: that's a great way to, to say it. And it sounds like uh, we might need to open the uh, Melanie Hovey Art Museum in the future to... <laughs> well, my
2: grandchildren <laughs> <laughs> call it Gram- Grandma's mu- Museum. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it looks a lot like a museum. In fact, um, Maureen... Uh, Bolog came over and she's like, Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> just like, I'm like, Well, you go. <laughs> so she was looking at all, at all the artwork. But but Chet, that owns artworks on the next block from mm-hmm. Lemon Street, he is a phenomenal um, drawer, drawer, drawer. drawer. Drawer? Drawer. How do you say that word? Not drawer. She, he, he draws yeah. a lot. Really good. Phenomenally. <laughs> and I have some of his work that you know you would just really flip to see the Mm -hmm. detailed work that he does and so that that's somebody that i really love my sister um i love her work as well so i mean there's so many so many artists whose works i really really enjoy and i like them all for different reasons you know they all bring to me some kind of um idea of you know what is exciting about art Mm -hmm. and who they are as artists always rings true through the artwork that they create. So I get to be a little bit close to them whenever I get to be next to their artwork at home. So that's, that's pretty cool for me.
1: Yeah. We've talked about art being a form of connection and communication, really in the basic sense. And it's a way to connect with your fellow person.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and everybody looks at artwork differently. So each of you would look at a, a painting and you would each have come away with a different idea about it or, Mm -hmm. you know, what does it mean or what does it mean to you or anything like that than I would. But that artist spoke to all three of us. So you know, you really think about it that every individual piece of artwork means something special to each person that experiences it, which Mm -hmm. is really a cool thing for us to be able to do, don't you think? No, definitely.
0: Come together and create, um, and just have a perspective that you bring to the table and talk about, and talk that about. you
2: can affect other people's ideas and attitudes, even when you're not even in the room. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, just by observing their artwork, or going to a museum, or going to a gallery, and sitting with some artwork that the art the artist isn't even there, and yeah. that mm-hmm. artist is talking to you. Transcends time and space. Yeah, it does. It's really cool. A little chunk of them on the wall kind of. Yeah. That looks like a thigh. Yeah. (laughs) Ew. (laughs)
1: That's not what it's supposed to be, Leonardo da Vinci saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um so speaking of projects and everything like that, um if you uh if time and money were not a an issue um, what project would you like to do? Hmm.
1: Yeah, what's your dream project?
0: Yes.
2: Dream project.
1: Think big. <laughs>
2: well, I think Lemon Street Gallery was my dream project. True.
3: Yeah, you're you getting know, it mean, already. I,
2: <laughs> I, there isn't any dream that I ha- haven't done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. you know what I have in my mind to do I do Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
2: and if money was not an issue I guess I'd do it on a yacht (laughs) (laughs) I don't know (laughs)
0: Um, I remember in our previous discussion um, you talked about doing like a world tour almost like in painting people um, that
2: would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, rem- I don't think I have enough energy though. Oh. <laughs> okay. We got to add time, money, and energy. Yes. No uh, object. <laughs>
0: um, so I thought that that idea was really neat too. Going through, you wanted to, um, you mentioned something about painting people of, um, from different places that kind of um, had, um kind of had different expressions and like um i don't want to say aura but that's the only thing i can think of right now but um kind of exude this energy that was captivating to you and you wanted to capture it um so you would just kind of roam around
2: i made (laughs) that up okay (laughs) that's fine i don't want to do it (laughs) i hate people Which brings us to another part of the conversation of
0: you. Um, you're a type of artist that likes to just um, sit in their studio and create. Yeah, you do. don't. You don't want to be in a social environment no. when you're creating, um, or otherwise. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's a. You're I here. I just want to stay in my studio. <laughs>
1: I'm with you, Melanie. and eat
2: bonbons <laughs> or <laughs> throw them at the dog.
1: It's an important part of the process.
2: <laughs> um but you still keep a
0: balance of being social checking in with fellow artists um showing up to second saturdays and stuff um yeah so i it
2: there's a balance that you have um i i see myself as i get older and with COVID and all the things that have happened in the last few years. And I think a lot of people, I mean, that would be an interesting thing to explore Mm -hmm. because talking to people in 2019 compared to talking to people today, I wonder how many of them would have the same attitude with regard to their public persona. I wonder how many people have been so accustomed to staying home that they're like, you know, this ain't bad or, Mm -hmm. or I'm just out of that habit of going around and, you know, milling around with people and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I think the older I get, the less inclined I am to go out party, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't party anymore. I don't, I don't do that, but I did. You know, a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. <laughs> no, we do
3: not. Feel free if you want. <laughs> no, not good.
2: Trust me. No. <laughs> okay. But, you know, I I just think as you get older, you probably are less inclined to just want hit, to hit the bars or go out and be social and stuff like that. I think it's I, smiling at people that you... I, I'm less inclined to put on a fake face or a pretend mm-hmm. face, mm. and so I really want—I really am drawn to genuine relationships and friendships and genuine conversations, and like this. Oh, yay. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> no, I mean I'm—I'm I'm really drawn to these kinds of conversations where we can pick a topic and have a really in, interesting conversation i mean i would like it a little bit more if it was more two-way and y'all are telling me the same (laughs) sort of answering the same questions and stuff like that i mean i get it i understand what's what's happening but i guess what i'm saying is i'm really less inclined nowadays to to go out and hi how you doing and be all happy and be all Mm -hmm. let's I, I don't even know how to do it anymore.
1: No, I'm the same way, <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah.
2: Yeah, the past two years
0: have kind of um, taken a toll on that format of interacting, I think, because it's just, you know that they're kind of faking. Yeah. Uh, everyone's not happy
2: right now. <laughs> you're, you you yeah. know, even if they are happy, I mean, some people are really, really social nuts. And True. They, they love, yeah. love doing that. Oh, and yeah. that's that's fabulous. I'm, I don't think that I was ever that, but mm-hmm. I knew as being part of a gallery and part of, of a, a group of artists and stuff like that, you really need to get right. out there. You, need, you really need to go to functions and stuff like that, be yeah. seen and, and talk to people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now that I don't really have to do that, mm-hmm. I'm less inclined to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't there was a reward for me to be a very social, active yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there nowadays there there is no payoff for me so. to do that right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I totally get that mm-hmm. and that might just be kind of the timeline of the artist is it just kind of fades into I'm just focusing on my work now. <laughs> i'm I've got my name out there. Um, people collect my work. people know me. I don't have to do the socialite stuff anymore it's just make
1: what about like uh do you like people do you like to interact with people viewing your art do you like to see how they interpret what you do and see that in person or do you prefer to just hang it on a wall and let it be what it is
2: i'm happy to have a conversation with somebody you know if they genuinely want to know have a conversation about it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but i guess what what i always kind of giggle about is oh this is you're so talented yeah. and it's like shit service up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you really feel <laughs> it's like no no you know i don't mean to be thankless and it, it sounds like i'm being thankless but mm-hmm. the, i think the point is to your to your question is i would love to have conversations like a critique night or something mm-hmm. like that where everybody comes together and we all discuss each other's artwork and and have genuine conversations about what we've done well and what we might do better. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Or just to say, you know, wow that you've you've really come along. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you didn't have something really terrific to say about it. Mm -hmm. But the fact of it is is that we don't really have those conversations whenever we're at a opening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Generally, I mean, you can't occupy somebody's time mm-hmm. to have this in depth conversation right. about their artwork. Mm-hmm. It's more like you would say, "Can I talk to you next yeah. week or something about it right mm-hmm. so the 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 reception is the <laughs> schmoozing part yeah.
1: pats on the back and, the, and, and so like, forth <laughs> well, I
0: mean, sometimes with your peers, like you could talk about someone else's art, and um you can kind of have those side conversations. Unfortunately, not with like the featured artists and give them the feedback, but you can chit-chat about their art. Um, still have some conversations, but it sucks that you can't loop them in. It's like, again, let's have a podcast talk about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, have a way for them to hear it because it is hard to get someone um, to give them feedback sometimes when you're at a reception or an opening because um, they're they're the superstar. They're
2: the one walking yeah. around. And so. you don't
1: know if you want to be that that person. Yeah.
2: And well, and do how many people really are have the ability to give real real feedback? Right. Like I
1: wouldn't feel qualified to tell somebody how to fix it. I'm not an artist. You know, yeah. So
2: I mean, you can say, well, I don't I don't understand this piece. Or do you want to explain this piece to mm-hmm. me? And I may say, uh, it's abstract, and I... No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe... There's no explanation here. I just like that color. <laughs> well, maybe
0: that's the cue of time and place, and the opening is maybe not the time and place. Um, and that's why having critiques, I think, might be helpful, because when you're in that work-in-progress stage, stage that's when mm-hmm. you really need it the most.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and some, so... I think a lot of young artists, especially, aren't any age artists that... New artists mm-hmm. really need that kind of feedback of you're on the right track. Uh, you know, keep going. You're doing mm-hmm. you're doing interesting things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost always am far away from saying um, this is a great piece or this is a crappy piece. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't. What who who do I who can I say right. to say something like that? Mm-hmm. But as far as having a conversation about how somebody is doing i think that that is helpful to a young artist yeah, a new it, artist
1: one of the great things lemon street does is when they're looking at new uh, potential artist members they'll take their work and and take critique. a look at it and give it a critique you know
3: and
0: uh, no. <laughs> constructive feedback and um don't ask melanie <laughs> <laughs> um it's an always it's an open door policy so we like to guide people um We have classes that we recommend for them to kind of help hone their skills. We really look at technique um, because subject matter is very subjective of what you like. So really judging on technique and um, execution. And consistency. Yes. Um, And uh, just knowing that, yes, these are your pieces and they're going to be shown. um, Are they going to be worth $100,000 here? Nope, nope, and um, just being realistic with the you expectation. Yes, yeah. So,
1: not to change the subject, but this one's kind yeah. of related. Yeah. Well, one of my one of the one of the fun questions we have: what What would you say is one of the funniest comments you've ever heard about your art? Maybe something that sticks out in your mind, and you go, "I can't believe that person said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought at all."
2: I I honestly don't no because i don't i think i'm scary enough that people would not say <laughs> things about me <laughs> they wouldn't say stuff to me about it they might say stuff to somebody else yeah
1: and but, and hope that doesn't get back to you <laughs> right exactly
2: yeah yeah i i think i'm that person yeah you know that's just a little bit scary That's okay. (laughs) I won't tell everyone you're a big old teddy bear. That's
1: not the melody I know. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to edit this part out so the word doesn't get out.
0: (laughs) Got it. Got it. (laughs) Um. So, um, we we've mentioned briefly um, talking about the art community and everything, but um, do you have any thoughts or ideas on? the art community and
2: what we could possibly do to improve it? Well, we are we have an art market that's a couple years old, but it's really growing in leaps and bounds right now. So I mean, that's something that I think Kenosha could really use is we we understand markets. Mm -hmm. and, And now that we have an art market, I think that a lot of people from Milwaukee to Chicago, far and wide are going to begin to realize that Kenosha is a pretty artsy place and that it's a good place to come and buy art and yeah. and, and view art and stuff. And the two universities that we have here mm-hmm. that have art programs and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think that Kenosha has really grown a lot uh, with their support of the arts. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's one thing that is beneficial. What we could do better probably would be uh, funding. Um, you have to have a balance between public and private funding mm-hmm. for anything, for nonprofits and stuff like that. So Kenosha, the size that we are, what, about 100,000 people, mm-hmm. we have an arts commission that is a part of our um, government. Mm-hmm. And m- most community, no communities ha- of our size have an arts commission. So that's really awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, We would, you, we could use a line on the budget mm-hmm. so that this arts commission can have some teeth and really be able to make some inroads to requiring art as part of things that we build and things that we establish in our community Mm -hmm. that there's always an art element to it because that's what makes your community unique is the arts and the architecture and the things that the creative things that your community does makes you different than any other community Mm -hmm. and so whenever we can put some money behind those decisions of you know who's going to make art and and exhibit art and have public art those kinds of things are really important and so what what we need is maybe the government also uh putting some money behind it yeah. not not just nonprofits and not just places like lemon street and the galleries that we have mm-hmm. you know we all are doing our share and and the government could do their share as well
1: here here
0: yes I because mean, we we can't stretch the resource of a nonprofit thin because then, then we end up having nothing. So it's very important to um, make the government a little responsible <laughs> for um, uh, what's going on and put a helping hand in this because um, art is so important. It's tied to mental health. It's tied to just um, uh, in later uh stages of your life with alzheimer's and stuff like that it can art is very beneficial and i don't think you can go a day with your life without art Mm -hmm. whether that be marketing um anything like that so
2: well in art in school you know children just art in, in school k through 12 any any of those kinds of things art teaches if kids are really strong in in art they will be strong in science kids that do well in music do well in math the arts always support every other kind of academic endeavor
3: yeah
2: so having we have our kenosha has a very strong theater program we have a very good art art program in our schools and stuff like that and those those kinds of things are really important that we support all along it's it's not that the nonprofits don't do their share because Mm -hmm. they do. And donors, there's people that give tremendous amount of money. There are funding and foundations that support the arts. There, there's a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but whenever there's a line in a budget of a government that gives credibility to whatever that endeavor is, Mm -hmm. you fund your schools, your schools are doing really well. You fund your schools well, and kenosha is known for your good schools or your good this. so you have an arts commission it's a a line in the budget it's it's saying arts are very important to us as a community to us Mm -hmm. and so they do their part it's not that they need to put more money in it's it's that we all need to sign this thing that says the arts are important to us
1: that's part of the equation you know it
2: is (laughs) And so whenever you see that line that budget line in your government that says the arts are important to to us then you're like oh okay well if they say it's important then it's important in school and then it's important to the foundations it's Mm -hmm. important to everybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're part of everybody so yeah pony up yep
0: (laughs) (laughs) do it
1: sorry (laughs) (laughs) john
0: i hope they're listening (laughs) Um, So you could talk to your local um, legislators about Mm -hmm. that.
2: Um, You would mm -hmm. talk to your alderman, Mm -hmm. the alderman. And our Lemon Street's alderman is terrific, and he's very supportive Mm -hmm. of our arts. And I think that probably a lot of the aldermen are. But everybody throughout the entire community, everybody's got an alderman, and you talk to that person, Mm -hmm. elder person. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's easy because it seems like arts is always one of the first things to get cut and and it shouldn't be that way because as we've, as we've talked about, it's communication. This is
0: problem solving,
1: especially in this day and age with all the problems we have, like people need to come together more and art is such a natural way to do that. Mm -hmm, And it has been for millennia.
2: (laughs) Well, and it's creative thinking. It's, divergent thinking, it's thinking outside the box, it's making something out of nothing. It's all the things that uh, a a very valuable employee would have. Mm -hmm. And it's something that everybody should want to have as part of their life. And if the arts, I mean, not everybody's going to be a Rembrandt, right? Not everybody's going to be a a fabulous musician or anything like that. What it is, is that you're going to take those skills that you learned in art class, and, and employ them in your job, in your family, in your community. You're going to use those skills in ways that maybe the art teacher didn't have in mind That when they wanted you to paint a flower, but right. you're going to use them for all the things that make you a, a good human being. Mm-hmm. So always having art as part of the education system or as part of your way to relax you know that mm-hmm. we really need to impress upon people it's really important yeah Isn't let it really? be
1: a catalyst for yeah, the rest of our lives
2: exactly
0: and um i think it's a new well i don't know if it's a new thing but it seems like right now um people can't just have hobbies they have to find a way to monetize their hobbies right, yeah oh, so yeah really reminding yourself of like hey I can make this piece of art for myself it stays in my home and it was just that expression because we talk about a lot of um, practicing artists who sell their stuff and everything but you can still have your expression and it be yours you don't have to find a way to monetize it or like this podcast (laughs) yes
1: (laughs) you may have heard ads earlier i'm not sure
0: (laughs) Uh, we'll see we'll
1: talk about that after
0: (laughs) Uh, maybe we need a conversation mister (laughs) but
1: we don't have to monetize
0: (laughs) but um just a reminder if you want it to be a hobby it could stay a hobby um with social media there's so much pressure that oh, start your own little small business, get an Etsy going, and just produce your life away. And it's just, if that's
2: not your thing, that's not your thing, and right. it stays a hobby. Yeah. So it's up to you. This is your reminder. <gasps> well, there has to be something that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody likes money, but the but the fact of it is, is if you got this cool thing that you do with your kids, or this cool thing that you and your spouse do mm-hmm. you know like how fun is that to be mm-hmm. able to to make some creative thing or make music together or just you know yeah. sing and dance together or learn ballroom dancing together you know i mean yeah. anything yeah. Mm-hmm. It, if you are you love the arts it doesn't have to be something that you make money mm-hmm. as a matter of fact whenever you start to make money at it it sometimes ceases to be relaxing and yeah. and yeah. and gratifying to you it, begins to make a chore a job you a job, mm-hmm. uh, a job. <laughs> that's what i say yeah <laughs> i'm retired
0: so you say i don't want another job i don't want another job Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah just a reminder it can be a hobby
2: <laughs>
1: that's a good moral and, to have
2: yes yeah. and you and how you can do that is just take classes Mm -hmm. You can just take classes, you know, there's lots of places that you can learn how to do just about anything that you want to do.
0: Yeah, exploring a new medium, sometimes it's just take a break from painting and try a stained glass class. Just break out that mold and just treat the new thing that you're doing as
2: a hobby, so... Stained glass is something that's really wonderful to learn because you can get poisoned, you can cut yourself. Poison, <laughs> you can yes. get poisoned, you can get where's
1: the you. poison come in.
2: You can burn yourself, you can burn yourself.
1: <laughs> okay, this is this is, I guess, we're getting into the Jake is an idiot segment of no, the show. No, no, it's, it's I, like I'm curious, the guy
2: yeah. stuff, <laughs> <laughs> what lead oh Mm -hmm. there's lead lead so Mm -hmm. yeah once you're soldering you probably shouldn't suck on your fingers (laughs) and you probably shouldn't inhale the the lead smoke and oh wow and of course glass can sever your arm and and um, let's see what else. Burn. So when oh, I'm yeah. walking, when you're soldering, you can burn yourself severely. Oh, yeah, the burning. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So when I'm walking down the street, I shouldn't go up and lick church windows. I uh, don't go lick those.
2: <laughs> no, probably not. Not a good th- idea. Or bird poop. I mean, <laughs> oh, there's multiple. Well, yeah.
1: I was going for lead poisoning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there's multiple reasons why you shouldn't lick church. Windows. <laughs> but it looks like candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't do that. Okay, <laughs>
1: I gotta stop that.
2: Because the the preacher that's inside is like, "What is that man doing?"
1: <laughs> it's a demon.
2: <laughs> Get away from that window.
1: But seriously though, <laughs> your 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 stained glass is amazing, and I've always been curious Thanks. of like the process of it. <laughs>
2: well, take the class. I might. Yes.
1: I might do that.
2: I think you and Megan should take that class. We, we might. Date night. One of my
1: coworkers today was like, "I want to take a stained glass stain art stained stain. glass art class." And <laughs>
0: take a class. Yeah, so get together. We've got all a cart. So you can yeah, make a group.
2: Yeah. Actually, last week was a somebody's date night. It yeah. was just a husband and wife, and they yeah one glass. of my
0: friends i went to um high school with her lovely lovely couple love them um and she just reached out to me and she was like hey i heard you wor- like work at lemon street like can you tell me about the stained glass classes and i'm like yeah girl i'll let you know <laughs> and um it led to her actually signing up for an a la carte and having a little date night so they like, yes. did they had
2: fun too yeah. They I made some cool things. I heard some awesome feedback from them. So, yeah, they did some really nice things. I mean, oh, it's yeah. fu- it's fun. I mean, I think any class that you would take, I think a lot of people have this idea that if you're an artist, you know how to do everything mm-hmm. and you do not, mm-hmm. yes. by a long shot, you do not. <laughs> right? Holy cow. You mm-hmm. never saw me throw a bowl. <laughs> 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 <Woozie>. <laughs> flying across the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that's mine over there. <laughs>
1: Literally throwing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: But um I think anybody just taking a different taking a class of something that you're not accustomed to doing is is a really interesting kind of thing. And if you go into it kind of with a open mind, mm-hmm. And you know that you're just learning how to do something, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, don't take it seriously. Just mm-hmm. ha- have a moment of fun
0: mm-hmm. and um, dust off those cobwebs and get some creative uh, problem solving going. Yep. So that's what we so, do.
1: So head on over to lemonstreetgallery.com or org. 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 <clears throat> so close. <laughs> Lemonstreetgallery.org and check out the classes that are available. Yep. There's so many great ones.
2: There is.
0: And um, just plugging them because there's more options as well. The public museum here also has some classes, so um, they're also a resource. Yeah. For cl- art classes as well. So.
1: As we mentioned, there's so many in our great little community. They're
0: everywhere. <laughs> we can get into Racine, but I'm yeah. not going to get in the, the Racine. Maybe we should.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Spectrum um, Art Gallery over there, they have um, classes as well. So anywhere and everywhere in our little itty bitty place. Yeah. You can find some art classes.
1: But learn a little thing and have fun on the way.
0: Yeah. Um, so, is there anything you want to talk about before we wrap up? Yeah, what or... did we
1: miss? Anything?
0: Main no. takeaway, talk to your local legislators. <laughs> yes. um, take an art class for fun. Um... <laughs> yeah. All that. Yes. Do art yes. and view art. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. 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 Um, well, thank you so much, Melanie, for... Having a little conversation with us. Yep. Um, and you probably want to plug the Kenosha
2: Art Market? Sure. Mm-hmm. It starts next month. It's on the third Sunday of the month from 10 until 2 at Union Park, which is 4500 7th Avenue. And um, we're we got a lot of artists starting to come in. And artists are kind of notorious for being... Last minute. Last minute Louise, is that what we call them? Yes, last minute Louise.
1: If you listened to the Kelly episode a couple of weeks back, you uh, might have heard her say, oh, I need to send that uh, application in. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, probably. Hopefully she did. But she's really good with deadlines, so yes. yeah. I'm sure we'll see it rolling in.
2: Well, so. yeah, I know, 10 days before, then I'm going to get 97 <laughs> 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 applications. I'm like, you guys drive me nuts. But, but yes, um, that's that's coming up next month.
1: June through October. June
2: through October. So it's uh the third Sunday of the month. From and, June through October. Ten and to two. If
0: you're not a maker, um we are looking for volunteers too. So um you don't have to be an artist to participate. Um, if
2: yep. you can schlep stuff, mm-hmm. we could use that or come and hang out at the at the market during the day. Yeah.
0: yeah. Pass out some information, yep. direct people. So Mm -hmm. you can help out (laughs) please do um all righty and you guys can obviously come check us out at um at lemon street or you can check us out online at uh facebook at the art space podcast on instagram the art space pod and you can find us on any streaming platforms um apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and our very own youtube channel um so check us out give us a like let us know what's going on give us that feedback that we talk about so much we need Um, it yes definitely and um a shout out to the band would you kindly who has done our um intro and outro music for us um yeah and i think that's about it for uh the podcast i'd say yeah yes Thank okay. you. Thank you everybody yeah. so much for <laughs> thank you. for
1: listening. Thank you Melanie for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you,
3: thank you. I had fun.
0: Thank you. you. <laughs> All righty. Well, um that's been an episode of the Art Space podcast and we'll catch you on the next one. Um we'll see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.